Welcome to the Battle Buddy Podcast with Keith McKeever. And welcome back, Battle Buddies. Got another podcast episode for you, and we've got Ben Gold from Blue Star Families here. Uh, Ben's going to talk to us about all the resources and stuff that they've got going on. Uh, ben, you hold a distinction. I don't know if I told you this, but you're the first civilian to be on the on the podcast. So congratulations. Honored to hold that award. Thanks for having well, me. I'm really, I'm really excited to talk to you about all the different things. I just told you a couple minutes ago before we started that we could talk for two or three hours on all the different resources and stuff. So really the goal of this episode is just kind of highlight the big picture of all the different things that, that Blue Star families can do. And um, I'll go ahead and throw that down there at the bottom, bluestarfam.org. Um, for those who happen to be listening and not watching, should be pretty easy to remember, bluestarfam.org. Go there. Huge website, tons of resources. But before we get into it, Ben, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. What's uh, what's your story? How'd you get involved with Blue Star Families? Yeah, sure. Um, well, thanks for having me, first and foremost. Um, my background is a civilian. Um, I work mostly in um, political organizing, advocacy, nonprofits. Um, I did an internship with then Congresswoman Tammy Duckworth's office, where I was an intern with the Veterans Case Manager. So that was kind of my little connection to the military and veteran community. Um, and got the opportunity to start here in Chicago just after they launched the chapter. And so far, it's been a great, it's been certainly a learning experience for myself to, to learn the kind of difficulties that military families endure and something that has been very educational for me. And um, I know that we need more civilians to understand these issues for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a big divide um, for civilians who don't know anything about the military, have virtually no connections and the veteran community and, and, we have to do a better job on both sides of asking questions and telling stories so that everybody understands because there's, there's such a, a huge difference culture wise between civilian life and military. It's totally different. You're in it for a few years and then you're out. Uh, but most people, most people don't serve or don't have somebody super close. And unfortunately as vets, sometimes we're pretty bad at opening up and talking about our experiences. We kind of hold it in. We talk about it with our brothers and sisters, but we don't kind of openly talk about a lot of different things. But, you know, the families do know. And, I mean, that's what you're doing. Blue Star Families with all kinds of resources and helping out. And uh, I think because of that and, and all your work with veterans uh, and for veterans, I think we can officially adopt you into the into the club, whatever that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll bring you in. You're in the inner circle now for whatever that means to you. Yeah. Um, but Blue, Blue Star Family's got a ton of different resources. So, like in, in your mind, what are the top, you know, three or four different resources that that Blue Star Families is doing? What are the things that they're doing out there? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, Blue Star Families got started um, as an organization to really support military families at large and as a whole. Um, while the military does a really good job of training the service member um, for their particular role and has a support system built in with them. Really, a lot of times the family, the wife or, or husband or spouse um, or and kids, you know, bear the brunt of some of the most difficult challenges of frequent uh, moving, PCS and deployment. Um, and so it was really to, to help and support families in a variety of ways and really bring strong, build strong communities of support within our military communities um, so military families can thrive as they serve. Um, some of the biggest things that we do at Boost Our Families is our military family lifestyle survey. It's the largest of its kind, reaches usually about 11,000 respondents every year and tracks kind of the data points in terms of the difficulties that military families endures and allows us to take that information 
we put our resources and programming into combating them um, and also being able to use that information to inform policymakers, elected officials, military leadership, you know, VSO, MSOs, um, philanthropists, uh, et cetera. Um, in terms of like direct resources, a big issue um, is spouse employment. Um, so through us and our partners, we have uh, Spouse Force, which is kind of like our online platform um, that brings uh, like workshops and employers directly to military families who are looking for jobs and often in jobs that are conducive to the military lifestyle, uh, being remote, um, being one of the biggest ones <clears throat> and flexible um, in terms of, uh, you know, having kids. Um, and so, you know, we have a jobs newsletter uh, that goes out. And, and the nice thing is that regardless of where you are, um, you can access those things because they're all virtually done through our website. Um, and also have like career coaching and resume writing and those types of services. We work with some great partners um, and through our website where military families, um, spouses included, um, can obtain certifications in some of the kind of leading areas um, of employment, uh, data analytics, human resources, project certification, uh, product, sorry, project management certifications, um, working with the Syracuse University. Um, and so those are all resources that are absolutely free um, and can equip, uh, you know, job seekers with school, with the tools to advance their employment, even under the difficult circumstances that military and, uh, families are enduring on a, you know, day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you, you hit on like resume writing. Like that's one thing that um, I'm glad you, you guys offer that. I'm sure there's other people do, but for the military spouses, like, Boy, I hate to say this, but don't let your your <laughs> don't let your spouse write that. Um, military members are are terrible at this. It holds over to to becoming a veteran. That resume is going to be full of all kinds of acronyms, and it's not going to be what employers are really looking for. And so, I plead with you, <laughs> if, if you're a military spouse, go get get the help from Blue Star Families or whatever. Don't use resources and base and it, it feels weird to kind of say that but if you go to the wrong person it's just going to be full of acronyms and and it's going to stand out probably by human relations expert the hiring authorities whatever of oh this is definitely a military spouse um in all these acronyms and all this other stuff in there but um you mentioned like remote work and we've talked about that before when we met have you noticed any difference in that like is it easier to find the, the spouses employment now that it seems like a lot of companies are kind of becoming okay with remote work, the ones that weren't previously. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's definitely been maybe one of the few um, silver linings uh, dealing with COVID. It has made employment sometimes more accessible for people that might be in, um, you know, parts of the country that have less, you know, strong economic, um, backbone, so to speak, and so that many of these companies are offering you know, jobs that can be done from literally anywhere um, and that are often can be done um, on the person's kind of timeline um, as well, you know, for spouses and people with children and dealing with other responsibilities as well. So it's been um, a benefit to be able to take companies and say, like, we want to hire military spouses and then being able to directly pull them into our job uh, seekers and so you can go to our website um, and fill out become a member it's absolutely free and you can put in your information employment wise what you're looking for um, and then we can keep you updated and give you um, access to our events our workshops 
our careers newsletter and you'll be hooked into some of our partner organizations that provide a lot of those um, great direct services. And I mean, all those are open to military members, service members or and veterans as well. Um, we have kind of a focus on spouses, but um, we're you know, always open to helping um, veterans as well. And, you know, I think Keith has mentioned, there are so many different types of jobs um, you know, that are done by our service members and being able to translate them on paper to uh, hiring managers that are civilians so you can you know, explain in the best light in common terms that they'd understand um, kind of the work you've, did and you've done and how that translates directly into the jobs or um, sector that you're hoping to go into. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a resume expert, but you know, if I if I was looking at one as a civilian and I see a bunch of three and four letter acronyms, it's going to be like reading a foreign language. I'm not going to have a clue what you're talking about. I'm going to look at it like, you know, I I don't speak Chinese or write Chinese, but it'd be like looking at some foreign language that I just cannot. There's just no way without really training yourself and, and learning about it that you're even going to remotely have a clue what you're reading. And um, if you can't tell that on paper, then you're probably not going to get a phone call for, for an interview. You know, you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta nail that first impression and that resume is your first impression. So that's really awesome for those out there that might need a little bit of employment help. Um, Cause right now, you know, you look at, look at things and I, I, I don't get political on my, on my page, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff talking about, you know, uh, employment issues. I mean, there's a lot of people that are unemployed and, and, you go places and there's not enough people cooking and it takes longer to get your food and you can't get the right service because there's not enough people there. So the jobs are out there. So use the resources and, and, and go get them. So uh, another thing that you guys offer, I know you guys don't have it in Chicago, but it's a, it's a kind of a national, some places around the country have it is your, uh, your caregivers empowering caregivers. So what, what exactly is going on with that kind of program? Cause I found that pretty intriguing. It's kind of like a mentorship kind of thing. If I'm, if I'm reading it right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, military spouses and military family members often um, become caregivers, um, whether they see themselves in, under that terminology or not. They're often carrying out the role of being a care person, um, which can certainly be beyond the full time job. And some of the resources that we have for caregivers, um, especially because it sometimes can come up on you pretty quickly um, and there's not you know, a ton of information sometimes. Um, that you're able to uh, be accessible to in your local community. So one of those are, as you mentioned, the caregivers empowering caregivers, really social events that are developed to empower um, you know, military caregivers um, and give them a sense of support system in a social setting um, with resources and share in uh, sharing you know, peer support um, so they can explain what they're going to and really find people that are kind of going through similar things or have been through those things in the past that can um, provide them with kind of a mentorship and support system, um, whether it's, you know, emotionally um, or, you know, practically. And some uh, yeah. some of the other, sorry, I was just going to say, some of the other information and services that we have uh, on our website, we have um, like an avatar-based tech, uh, technology to support caregivers. So essentially you can go and talk to um, this in real time um, and give them, you know, questions and they'll bounce back answers to you um, in real time. And we also work at the Rosalind Carter Institute for Caregiving and they offer um, like a caregiver uh, program for coaching. It's like a 16 to 24 month um, program um, for, you know, totally free 
um, that is offered to give um, people the education and support in themselves in a caregiver role um, that may not have planned um, to be in one. Yeah, no, that's what I, as I was kind of reading reading about it and kind of coming up with the questions that I wanted to ask you, right, to, to kind of get that huge view, you know, not to, because you got so many different resources. It really spoke to me just knowing that there's a lot of medical things that can come up, you know, I mean, you could, anything could happen to you, you know, it could be a car accident tomorrow. It could be, you know, a service connected issue that you, next thing you know, you're, you're getting a, a limb amputated or you lose your sight, whatever. And that service member goes through a huge adjustment, but so does the family because somebody else is doing different chores. Now they're taking care of you. You got mobility issues, maybe, you know, even simple things as bathing and going to the bathroom, eating food, like things can just change so drastically. And uh, I can't imagine personally going through that. So, you know, that, that really spoke to me, you know, having a resource where you could talk to other people and say, Hey, here's what I'm going through. And if Ben, you've been through the same thing, you know, a short conversation could put somebody's mind at ease and say, you know what, this person's done it. This is the tips and the tricks and stuff that they learned and how they kept their mind on the right path to, to process this and, and do what they do would be huge, you know? So that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, you know, sometimes these can be temporary roles and it, it's not always physical issues too. It could be, you know, mental, um, emotional, dealing with, you know, post-traumatic stress and, and other um, issues um, become, you know, caregiver roles in certain circumstances as well. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned your, your annual lifestyle survey. So I, I don't know when exactly that was done last, but what are, what were the, you know, a couple, couple of top uh, takeaways from, from what you found in that? Yeah. So I mentioned earlier, kind of our survey, it's basically, it tracks a year to year basis. Some of the you know, difficulties that military families endures and does a breakdown, um, you know, geographically as well, based upon, you know, reserve families, guard, active duty and veterans. Um, and there certainly are some similarities across the board. Um, um, one of the biggest one is uh, time away from family, um, especially amongst reserve and guard um, families that ranked in at number one for active duty families um it was spouse employment but very closely followed by time away from family so that has always been you know kind of the top tier issues um some of the other ones um are around uh military pay uh, you know the children's education um those are ones that you know certainly come up often and when dealing with the veteran uh community um then we have you know in the top five things like post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury, as well as, um, you know, VA healthcare accessibility and, and quality care, as well as military benefits. But really at the top of that is, is often, you know, time away from families, spouse employment, um, deployment impact on families um, and military pay seem to be um, at the top, as well as uh, family stability and um, children's education. You know, when you stop and think about it and reflect on what you just said there, I mean, it's, it's not really much of a surprise. Uh, I think about the, especially the the veteran ones, PTSD, TBI. I mean, yeah, you would ex definitely expect those in the top five of concerns for sure. And uh, so, yeah, not not much of a surprise there. So when when is the next survey, do you know? So we do them every year because of COVID. It was um, moved. Um, so we did the 
2021 was during the fielding. Uh, it ended in October. This year we did the fielding, which ended in June, went through late from late uh, April to um, early to mid-June. And so it will begin again um, next April, um, will be the 2021 um, cycle. Well, it will be the 2022 cycle. We do them you know, in advance because it takes us some time then to answer the data. We usually release the results of the preceding um, survey and then almost immediately following that go into the fielding portion for the um, succeeding uh, survey. And then there are also some more locally based um, assessments that we do actually currently we're going to be starting um, one in Illinois um, next month, um, our Illinois needs assessment. And right now we're coming to the conclusion of our uh, racial equity um, survey that we've been doing throughout the country as well, looking at uh, military and veteran families of color. Awesome. So the, those surveys, are those emailed out or is it something that somebody goes to the website? And I just had, had thoughts here, man. Like if it's something you could send me, send me so I can get it out there on, on the website, on the Facebook page, the Facebook group that I've got here for the podcast. You know, if it, if it can help get 10 more eyes on it, 20 eyes, 30 eyes, whatever, uh, better, because this will, that's a lot of data, you know, and, and honestly, maybe a lot of data, but it should be double or triple that, right. To really get them even more accurate. Yeah. So, on. Yeah. During su survey time, I mean, it's, it's certainly one of the, the premier things on the website directly, but we have uh, links as well that we can definitely send around um, to you as we get into the fielding um, period. And I can send you the uh, results of the last year survey if people are interested and take a look. And, you know, as we know, military families are constantly moving and things are changing. So, um, we do this on an annual basis, um, you know, and when things like COVID, um, you know, hit you, being able to use uh, questions around COVID and see how their it's impacting military uh, families specifically is something that, you know, we've been able to do um, quickly in transitioning um, to new things that pop up and, you know, play in the role in the lives of military families. Absolutely. I know personally, I would love to read that, but you know, I would love to, you know, if it, if it'd be okay to put that on my website too, as a, as a resource, as I try and build my website, you know, not, not just the podcast and talking about these issues, but I, um, I really want to build out more. I've got some stuff on there, but I'm always looking for more stuff to add more value where people can find different things. And I'd love to share the links too, as you got them, especially, you know, since we're both here in Illinois, great state of Illinois, uh, and, you know, having a better idea what's going on in our own backyard too. So, um, and some other things awesome. that you kind of, you kind of mentioned before, and uh, um, another thing that you guys do is free museum visits. So, what can you tell us about that for those with little kids, or, or maybe even adults want to go to the the museum? <laughs> yeah, definitely, it's for for everyone. Um, so, Bruce, our families uh, works with the National Endowment for the Arts and also the Department of Defense um, and museums across the country to offer free admission to active duty military personnel, um, guard, reservists. Uh, veterans and their families. Um, so between Armed Forces Day, uh, May 15th, and Labor Day um, for this year will be on September 6th. Um, the museums that are participating um, will be, and there's hundreds across the country, um, offering uh, free um, admission for military families. Um, and so if you if you go to the National Endowment for the Arts um, website, or you could go to our website, um, and just Google Blue Star Museums, the first one will pop up and you'll be able to look and search in your area 
and see which um, museums as a military family you have free access to. Absolutely. Everybody should take advantage of that. Um, get out there because there's some great museums and I've been in a couple um, this year and, and it seems like they're not that busy. So get out there and, and go do it. Spend some time with your family. It, that quality of life is important. So, um, you know, some other resources you guys um, got going on, you got like book clubs, yellow ribbon program, virtual summer camp, you know, anything, anything in there that you'd, you'd like to hit on? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we do have uh, for the second year, a virtual summer camp. Um, and then we started last year, um, given that a lot of kids weren't able to go to their normal camp or were stuck at home. Um, we saw this as a big need and we had hundreds of kids um, join our, our last summer. It was six weeks, I believe, six or eight weeks um, where we did things like virtual field trips um, to online games and things like that. Um, currently, we're doing it through the month of July. Um, we're in the middle of it um, at the moment. Um, it's gone through dates. We started July uh, 12th and it's going to go through July 30th. Um, and so we have a three week, uh, camp. There's like a specialization, a, a headline for each week. So we had summer safari was week one aerospace where we are right now. And then next week will be motion in the ocean. And I can, um, drop the link to the sign up, um, for families that are interested, but it's just been really uh, nice for our families to be able to allow their kids to get some excitement while still being at home. Um, and so we are happy to um, provide them. We have some great uh, chapter directors across the country that were leading it. I think they just did uh, a mock um, launch to outer space um, today. So it was it was pretty cute. Um, and I will send you that info. Um, yeah, and in terms of other programs, uh, book clubs um, in certain locations, we do have them. Uh, we call it the START program. It's the Serving, Thriving, and Reading Together. Um, it's communities based and uh, family focused um, among military and civilian families. So it's like a six week program um, that has storytelling, reading, discussions. Um, and sometimes we'll include the author of the book. Um, it's a free program that we aim uh, children around between six and 12. Um, and again, it's for military and civilian families. Um, and so that's something that we've implemented in a variety of, of communities. It's something that we're implementing in in Chicago um, next spring, which we're excited about. We have a, a fellow who is a uh, Naval Station Great Lakes spouse and a former teacher. And so she's going to be using those uh, expertise as a former teacher um, to run our START program um, in Great Lakes. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, thanks for sharing the private chat here. A uh, couple of information. I'm going to leave both. I'm going to put the other one up here on this uh, for summer camp here in a second. Uh, I want to leave it up there for people who are watching it. If you're listening, um, uh, you can head over to the YouTube. I'll, I'll put some of this content on, on our website too, but, uh, if you're watching, I wanted to put it on there so they can pause it and type it into their browser <laughs> since there's no way to, to link it there. But, uh, that's some, that's some awesome stuff. Uh, I wish you just had a way to get kids to read more. I'm trying to get mine to read more this summer and all they want to do is play video games. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is the challenge of parenting. Um, so, um, you know, Somebody who, who's watching this and might want to get involved. Uh, you, you guys are you know, non, a nonprofit. Uh, you got volunteer opportunities. You got opportunities to donate. So what can you tell us about where people can kind of help either financially or, or in person as a volunteer? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, our website, bluestarfam.org, is a great place to go. Um, in terms of donations, also, we have 11 chapters throughout the country. Um, and even in places where we don't have chapters, we sometimes still have volunteer chapters. Um, but you can uh, sign up to be a member, and then it will, based on your geography, your zip code, um, connect you into the local chapter in your area. Um, we've had a variety of different volunteers opportunities in, in Chicago. We had some pretty uh, unique ones that we had uh, just a, last week. Macy's was partnering with Blue Star Families as part of the Salute Those Who Serve campaign, and we were able to uh, surprise a Chicago area military veteran and sergeant in the Illinois National Guard with a home makeover. Um, so that was really cool. We had some volunteers that were helping us with that. Um, and it was a really fun experience to be a part of that kind of life-changing uh, day for this wonderful family that we were able to help. And um, we also did a, a food insecurity event where we were, we were um, distributing about 25 pallets, 16,000 pounds of non-perishable food items, uh, things like personal care items, shampoo, soap, uh, you know, toothpaste um, to military and um, veterans who were uh, based out or living in the area of Great Lakes. And we had about 1,500 people that showed up. So that was really a um, great event. And so those types of events, um, we do coffee chats um, that happen periodically through uh, Starbucks, who's our partner on that, in various different local areas on a variety of different topics. Some are more support uh, group oriented. Some are more just, you know, a sense of community coming together, you know, every month or two. Um, yeah, and so if you just sign up to be a member, it's 100% free, and you'll be pulled into your local community if you live in Chicagoland area, um, you know, including Great Lakes and beyond, or in Illinois, you know, feel free to reach out to myself. I can put my email in the chat. It's just bgould, G-O-U-L-D, at bluestarfam.org. Um, follow us on Facebook um, as well. We post a lot of our opportunities there. It's facebook.com slash shy c-h-i-b-s-f um and then you could be uh following us on social media where we try to post everything uh, that we have going on as well you definitely got a lot of stuff going on <laughs> both locally uh up there in chicago and uh you know around, around the nation so i guess what i would leave everybody with is is go to the website you got to go to the website see what's going on in your area see where the chapters are Find their Facebook pages. I'm assuming probably each one has has their own. And go find out what they're doing. You know, volunteer or if you don't have the time, maybe maybe a few bucks to help the mission going forward or or spread a word or, or share a Facebook post or whatever. I mean, we've got to do a better job in the military community and military supporters and all that to get the word out there about this. Because I don't care who you are. If you've got a family, you know, you can get the, as a, as a slight recap here, your resume help, finding jobs books, um, summer camp for your kids. I mean, there's something literally for everybody that you guys are doing, which is awesome. And that's why I was really excited to have you on here and kind of highlight basically a little bit of, of everything. And we, we could probably go, like I said earlier, go down to rabbit hole on each one of these in depth of how awesome they are and what they do. So, uh, but you got, you got an event coming up, uh, at the uh, end of September that I wanted to get to, uh, have you highlight that's your, uh, your welcome week. So what is that? And uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah, so Welcome Week is uh, an initiative that we started last year um, <clears throat> because about 600,000 
military families, family members will be moving, whether it's PCSing, deploying, transitioning out of the military. Um, we want to establish a week that is all about welcoming new families to their new communities. Um, part of our survey, what we found is that um, only about 20, only about a quarter of military families feel a sense of belonging in the community that they live in. And um, about 25% don't even know a single person they trust enough to ask a favor from. Um, and so one of the things that we really are working um, to through that initiative is, is really to welcoming families, putting them into touch with um, existing families in that community and offering them a support system. We're doing some um, really great events in the Chicagoland area. We have uh, the Chicago Bears are going to run their mini monster football camps with a bunch of military uh, children. Um, so we'll be able to um, bring them all out together as a thank you. And, you know, if you're from Chicago or in a lot of cities, you know, sports and, and food is really how we uh, how we operate. And so we're, you know, getting the Chicago Bears there and also um, Portillo's is going to uh, donate some coupons to their chocolate cake. And um, we're going to give them all kind of like a resource bag as well as some swag and, and other, um, you know, gift cards and welcoming just really a sense of, belonging here in the community and we're establishing our first ever welcome uh, committee. So we're going to have dozens of military families that have been in um, you know, their area in Great Lakes and Chicago for some time now. Um, they're going to be there to kind of check up on some of the new families, you know, have their family meet um, these new families and, and give them a sense of community and belonging within their community um, at large. So we're really excited about that and the, We've seen a really overwhelming amount of interest and in people being um, part of this welcoming committee and, and saying that, you know, wish this existed when I was moving. Um, and really what those folks are going to do is put together an, uh, a document, all the information they wish they would have known when they arrived at Great Lakes, kind of a cheat sheet and things like that, just trying to make the transition just alleviate it just a little bit, make it a little bit easier, trying to put people in a, in an atmosphere where they'll, they'll be able to meet people and, and create new relationships um, that will be helpful for their quality of life. Awesome. Awesome. Now you mentioned Portillo's chocolate cake. So I'm going to assume, correct me if I'm wrong, that's the first thing you tell new families when they come to Chicago? It's towards the top of the list. Sure. <laughs> yeah, first thing you got to do is you go get some chocolate cake. Yeah, it's, 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 It is some pretty good stuff if you are not from because I don't think Portillo's anywhere other than Illinois as far as I know. We've got one here. I'm down in the Peoria area. We've got one. I know, I think Bloomington's got one, but if you've never had the chocolate cake, it's 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 like, um, I don't know if you've ever been out on the West Coast, but when I was in the military, a lot of people talked about In-N-Out, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for even saying this. I've had it. It didn't really live up to the hype. I'm, I'm just going to say, you got to come to the, to the Midwest and get some Portillo's chocolate cake. It will live up to the hype. Shots fired back to the West Coast yeah, people. You better be, you, you, you're going to be a trouble, but yeah, um, that's okay. I'll t I got broad shoulders. I'll take it. There you go. And they have a pretty good burger at Portillo's too. Italian beef can't go wrong with those. Yep, that they do. That they do. And then you know, you get some good pizza up in Chicago too. So, but you know, it's uh, once again, thank you for for coming on. Anything else that you'd like to highlight? Anything that's going on, uh, whether it be locally in Chicago or things on the horizon for blue, blue star families that you'd like to talk about. Yeah. I mean, those are really kind of the big things we are um, going to be 
having an outing at the Chicago Sky, the WNBA game, uh, September 5th. Um, and we're circulating um, the registration link if people are interested. You know, totally free. Um, follow us. Facebook's been up to be a member at bluestarfam.org, and you'll be connected directly to our local chapter or your local chapter. So you'll get all these um, emails and information. Feel free to reach out to me directly. Happy to help or try to get you someone in your community. Um, yeah, well, we're just here. I appreciate the time and being able to share about Blue Star Families, the work we're doing, and, and uh, you know, hope to hear from folks out there. Awesome, man. Well, I, I appreciate it because, I mean, I have a variety of people to come on and talk about different things, man. But it's always awesome to, to have somebody in the nonprofit world, you know, who, you know, giving back in so many different ways. So it's always it's always special to, to kind of know know more about it myself and, and bring that a little bit more light, shine a little bit more light on uh, what you guys do. So I appreciate it. Uh, we can go ahead and go ahead and wrap up and uh, hang out if you want. I, I might get a couple more links from you. And then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. All right. Thanks so much for having me, Keith. Yep.